1: La Foss Corporation, LLC.
0: I wake up in the middle of the night and I look up and I see this sort of gray hovering. I was just beside myself. There's something. There is something in this room. I felt the presence of the ghost suddenly in the bed with me. That is what set me off. I threw off the sheet, and I got up and I ran. And I remember I was petrified. I ran to the door to get out screaming, screaming at this ghost. And I went to the door... the key wasn't there. And that's when I flipped the light on and turned around and saw this, this presence. I remember a look of sadness with sinister quality. And I was screaming. Looking for the key, the key was gone. There was no way to get out without the key. When I found the key, it was far away from the door. Then I just put the key in the door. And when I turned back around, it was gone. The key in the in the door, and I left the room. I was definitely ready to get out of that room. I checked out the butler in the front desk. Told me the hotel built in 1892 and had such history. They had been through such um, trauma and devastation during World War One. there's a legend of this ghost. A soldier in World War I, something that happened to him during during the war. I start putting the pieces together. The fact that this ghost in my room was watching me and and touching my face and sitting in bed with me and something must have happened to him or to someone he loved and uh, he couldn't quite let go of it. Maybe there was something about me that reminded him of a time in his life. But it's, it's obviously had a long history of, with a lot of uh, trauma. And I think that, that this particular ghost is just unable to leave a memory. And it's always interesting to me to think why ghosts are here, um, why they haven't moved beyond. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nora Tricello, two-time best-selling author and international speaker on intuition. And you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity Podcast with Aaron Hunter.
1: Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. hey guys aaron here and it is monday march 15th 2021 episode 256 how's everyone out there around the world doing and as always i'm glad to be back in the hot seat and man it is getting warm over here spring is upon us can't wait but it's been an easy week yeah not too much to announce except for obviously tomorrow is tuesday and aaron's horror show will come out with a brand new episode And this Wednesday, a brand new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments as well. But I should mention that Season 3 of The Witching Hour is coming back. Season 2 ended in December of last year. And next month, we should have a new video for you guys for Season 3. And if you didn't know, they're part of the Friday lineup of videos. And I should also announce that due to their hard work, Season 2 got the Onerus film award for best web series and also they got an honorable mention for best web slash tv series at the new york movie awards good job guys good job your hard work paid off and that also reminds me if any of you guys out there who are listening also have their own paranormal tv series and you want to be on the network merely send me an email at aaron A-A-R-O-N at realparanormalactivity.com Give us a link. Let us take a look at it. And we'll see what we can do. And also, that reminds me, if there's any paranormal podcast out there, or even podcasts of the weird and strange, and you want to be on the network, do the same thing. Send me an email. Show us an example of your work. And we'll be back with you. And don't worry. There's no money involved. The network eats all costs. You pay nothing. I know. Crazy, right? And I think that's it. We're also going to do listener stories yet again. Man, we put a big dent in the backlog. That's a good thing. It was getting pretty big. And also, if anyone else out there also has their own paranormal experience that they want to share to the world, merely send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off on a future episode. And so with that, let's get the show on the road. And you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man, come on. Say it with me. Say it with me, Two. the story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fires are blazing. Nice and toasty warm in there. The nights are still chilly. Grab a bean bag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And as usual, get it behind my desk here. And Brett sent me her packet by email. Let's see what store she chose. I printed it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We got a long one here and two short ones. Alright. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Wet the lips, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's so good when it hits the lips. Alright, the first one. This one is by De Calm, And it's titled... The visitor. Okay, Decom, let's see what you got, man. I'm not sure how old I was. Maybe 11 to 12 years old. My parents had split up when I was young. It was my time to stay with Dad, which I had no problem with. My dad has his moments, but we get along. I was staying with my dad in an old farmhouse just outside of town in a place... called the Goon. Dad hadn't been there long and it was the first time I'd stayed there. The farmer that owned the place had a small flat not far from the main house. He milked the cows every morning but never came in. He was a younger man in his late 20s or so. He had inherited the place after his granddad passed on. I didn't know that at the time. There was a man that was renting one of the rooms there as well. He was in his 50s. He was okay, I suppose. He kept to himself most of the time. But he would come in and out of the main house to cook in the main kitchen. He had a room in the back of the house. But he and Dad got along. So he would come in and sit and watch TV and chat with my Dad sometimes. It was about 9.30 p.m. when I went to bed. As I was getting tired, and as I do most nights... I laid there for an hour or so, tossing and turning until sleep finally comes. I woke up late in the night. The room was like ice. The hairs on my neck stood up. I got the feeling of someone watching me. I was facing the wall away from the door as I turned my head half asleep. I saw an old man in what looked like old work overalls standing at the head of my bed. Thinking it was the man renting the other room, I didn't even really look at him, but noticed an odd look on his face, like the one you get when you're not meant to be somewhere. I just turned over and said, get out of my room. I pulled the blanket up to warm my neck and then dozed slowly back to sleep. In the morning after I got up, I told Dad about it, still thinking that it was the renter, and thought, he'd better tell the renter to stay out of my room. As I was known for having quite a temper on me at that age, and still do, Dad looked at me and said, what are you talking about, son? The renter had gone camping at about 12 o'clock the night before. I later found out the old farmer that had owned the place had died there, and I was in his room. Thinking back on the way he was looking at me, no wonder he had that odd look on his face. Love the podcast. And that was from Dacom, Dacom. Hey, thank you very much for sharing. And by the way, it says here he's from Australia. Pretty cool yeah we get a lot of that stuff uh, in this case it sounds like you weren't uh, <laughs> you thought it was a renter and uh, you weren't scared at all it looks like it uh, didn't do anything it Was just sitting there well it wasn't sitting there it was standing there looking at you and yeah he's wondering what are you doing in my room man I wonder if he saw him again after that he didn't mention that but that's pretty interesting stuff and yeah like I said it's not too unique every once in a while the old owners will be hanging out there yeah, thank you for sharing. I loved it. All right. Yeah, good thing you had an old renter in the back and it was night and you're groggy. And, uh, you know, if you're alone in the house and you, you know, you know you're alone, that would freak me out. <laughs> Nothing like waking up late at night and you see someone standing there. Yeah, the first thing I would think of is that it's an intruder, you know. Try to grab the baseball bat next to my bed start swinging (laughs) all right what do we have here what's next this one is by noodles and it's titled locked door okay noodles let's see what you got man here is my story i cannot be completely sure it's paranormal but it's definitely not explainable I live in England and grew up in a little village called Naylan and Suffolk. Our house is a grade two listed building built in the early 15th century. The house has a friendly feel and my family and I have only ever had one completely unexplainable experience in it. There are the usual knocks and bumps, but we have put them down to it being such an old house. However, one day when I was about 12, My mom, sister, and I were all at home while my dad was at work. All three of us were in the living room and had been going in and out all day with no problems until my mom went to leave the room to find the door was locked. All three of us were inside the room and there was no one else in the house. The door did have a lock, but the key was on the other side of the door and therefore it was not a case of one of us pulling a prank as we couldn't reach the key from within the room. After we had jiggled, pushed and banged at the door for 45 minutes, we were starting to get a bit stressed as the windows in the room are also old that they cannot be opened easily and would have to be smashed for one of us to climb out and come back in through the front door to unlock the living room door. We tried the door a few more times to no avail, and my mom was just getting ready to smash one of the windows when we heard a small click. She walked over to the door and turned the handle and the door swung open. None of us had been standing anywhere near the door at the time, needless to say, after that incident, we never kept the key in the door again. I can't think of any explanation as even if the key had somehow locked the door slightly, it would have come free with our efforts to open the door and not 45 minutes later when none of us were nowhere near it. When I was in my late teens, I was told by my family friend that the previous owner of our house had for some reason had to get our house exercised about a year before we moved in. but would not tell me why, as he did not wish to scare me. As I said before, we have never felt uneasy or uncomfortable in the house, but that experience will definitely stay with me for life. I hope you like the story, and thank you for reading. And that's from Noodles. Noodles, thank you very much for sharing that. Great story. Very simple. Yeah, yeah, you know, we get quite a few stories it's always the bathroom door people are in the bathroom taking a shower or something like that and they get locked in and yeah you know they're playing with the you know they think it's a family member that played a trick on them and you know all of a sudden they hear a click and it's unlocked <laughs> 15th century yeah over there in the UK man all the architecture is really old must be pretty cool to live in a house like that And uh, obviously, the living room is, you know, cut off from the rest of the house. You've got a doorway to go through. You keep the key in the lock, and it's on the other side. But you guys have been going in and out, in and out, like the story says. And all of a sudden, your mom gets up to, you know, get out of the living room, and the door is locked. Yeah, it's, uh, it's curious, isn't it? But then again, at the end of the story, it uh, says here a family friend tells you that uh, the old owner actually had it exercised for, you know, obviously. It, uh, you don't usually do that unless there's something serious going on. <laughs> so, you know, there could be a correlation there. But this doesn't seem too serious, and it sounds like you guys been, as you mentioned, uh, you guys been living in the place for quite a while, it sounds like, and you never had anything bad happen, except for this one unexplainable event yeah, pretty cool, hey thanks for sharing noodles yeah <laughs> locking doors yeah, like I said, something about the bathroom I don't know, I guess uh, the bathroom door is uh, you're in there for a period of time, if there's something in the house yeah, normally bedroom doors aren't don't have locks on it, so yeah okay, the bathroom if it wants to mess with you all right what else do we have here yeah i can't wait for spring yeah i need some warm weather open up the windows let the breeze come in you know air out the house condo and all that good stuff wherever you're at take a walk no more jackets yeah i'm ready for spring man okay what do we got what's next this one is by jackson and it's titled apartment okay Jackson let's see what you got man this story is about my experience whilst living in my first apartment this story is a little long to get into as I have probably gone into too much description so I apologize for that no no don't worry about it, Jackson I like detail details are good alright continuing on after working in the same office for over a year I finally had saved enough money to find a place of my own. I have never lived away from my parents, but I decided that I just wanted to be closer to work and to gain some independence. Me and my roommate rented an apartment on the second floor in a relatively old-looking building, just next to an industrial estate, and within a 15-minute walk to the nearest train station. So, it could be noisy during the day, but dead quiet past 7pm. The building itself was aging. A few bits of paint in the hallways had cracks running down the wall. The window frames were a little drafty and no elevator to use, but it didn't matter because this was my first apartment and it was bearable considering the rent wasn't too bad split between us. We moved in during October of 2013 and had settled into our barely furnished apartment. Everything was fine for the first week, but things started to change and I had a few complaints about the neighbors upstairs. We could hear the couple upstairs arguing and slamming the doors shut, which would commonly happen every two or three days during the night, and sometimes if I was awake during the early hours midnight to 3am, I could hear heavy footsteps from upstairs pacing around the flat upstairs. It was very annoying to live with, but neither I nor my roommate were the type to complain about it or confront them. During December, we both left the apartment for a few days to spend the Christmas and New Year period with our families. I returned a day earlier than my roommate, and I came back to find the sofa cushions had been thrown on the floor, the chairs had been knocked over, the mirror had fallen off the wall and smashed. ...and the freezer had been turned off. Uh, before we left, we made sure everything was turned off except the freezer. Nothing was stolen, and no one had access to our place during that time. I couldn't think of any explanation for this, and so I just tried to ignore it and clean up. After three months of living together, my roommate had to move out as he accepted a new job in South London and so he moved back in with his parents due to location. I found myself living alone in this apartment, with double the rent to pay for most of the final three months. My sister is like a magnet for ghostly happenings and airy events. Anyway, my sister came to stay with me for a few weeks with her young children due to private circumstances. She slept on the sofa, and the children stayed in the second bedroom. One night, my sister was awoken by her children screaming for attention. So she went to check on them and they were terrified and saying in their toddler speech that the man in the corner was scary and that he pinched her. My sister has always easily been scared by paranormal things. So she slept with the kids on the sofa that night. Every night after that, They would be uneasy in that room and required her to stay with them until they fell asleep. I didn't actually witness this as I managed to sleep through it, but she told me about it the next day, and since hearing it, I refused to enter that room after they left. I literally kept that door to that room shut and didn't even enter the room for my final two months. During my sister's stay, she went upstairs to complain about the noise, but no one answered the door, yet the noise continued. We contacted the landlord to complain about the tenants, but he informed us that the apartment above us has been vacant since I moved in, but he insisted he checks inside to make sure there isn't anyone there due to other complaints he has had from other people in the building even stranger, I have seen lights on from outside the building. I called my now ex-roommate to talk about this and he told me that he had experienced strange feelings in that room. A feeling of being watched from the same corner the toddler had pointed to, cold patches near his wardrobe, a constant heavy feeling of dread and strange faint knocking sounds from the wall. He had even heard a faint speaking coming from the sitting room while he was alone in the apartment. He told me I should get someone to stay with me during the remaining two months, but no one I knew wanted to move into somewhere for a short period. And I really don't want to find a stranger to move in. Now that the kids have left, the apartment was very quiet and felt so empty I could hear pretty much everything and anything during the late hours. The activity did die down a bit as I was staying longer hours at work and went straight to sleep when I returned. But during my last week, I had started packing everything up into boxes and had the lighter boxes stacked in a corner of the living room. A few nights later, I was awoken in the middle of the night by an extremely loud, long scream that came from outside my bedroom door. I sat in my bed, petrified. A shiver ran through my entire body. I was staring at my door, praying that it wouldn't swing open. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to turn on the television. Otherwise, whatever it was might know that I was awake and it might show itself. I laid under the covers with my phone for the next two hours until it started to get light outside and I managed to build up the courage to get dressed and leave for work. I noticed that my stacked boxes had been knocked over. I returned with two colleagues and collected my belongings and met with the landlord to hand over the keys. I moved back in with my parents. Now, my sister has started having strange things happening in the house she just moved into. I think it will be a while before I can live alone again. Even though I had a horrible experience, I'm just so happy I didn't chose that dark room and happy that i never actually saw anything i have walked past the building a few times since moving out and i always expect to see something in the upstairs windows love rpa and that was from jackson jackson (laughs) great story man holy cow uh yeah 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 uh what can i say you got lucky like you said you never actually saw anything that scream though that's creepy man woken up by a scream right outside what it sounded like right outside your door he you just sat there silent and that was it yeah you get up you're, you, you know that's the last week you got your stuff packed in the living room you get ready you walk out and you see your boxes are tipped over yeah <laughs> oh man and the toddler yeah I'll say it again kids are creepy yeah, they're just creepy. But it looks like your roommate confirmed what the toddler was babbling about. Yeah, he, uh, he never mentioned it to you. He just said it felt creepy in there. Yeah, a feeling of dread. Yeah, I get that. He, I hear that all the time when a place is haunted. Uh, not all hauntings, but if there's something, you know, somewhat bad there or something sad or whatever can't explain it you get a feeling a heavy feeling the air is heavy that sort of thing i read that all the time yeah as far as the upstairs thing that yeah you know the landlords getting other complaints but the, it's empty it's vacant so uh the whole place is uh haunted <laughs> right uh you hear footsteps sometimes at from midnight to 3 a.m and then every what Two or three day nights out of the week, you said uh, you can hear them arguing and doors are slamming up there. Yeah, that's just spooky. A uh, great story though. Hey, thank you again for sharing. Yeah, that's a great story, man. <laughs> first apartment. Yeah, I lived in. Yeah, I lived in some in my first places. I remember. Um, I think I mentioned this. I lived in this. Um, I rented out. A farmhouse what was it 150 bucks a month way out you know I grew up in Iowa and I was working at a data center and uh, if you don't know what a data center is it processes all kinds of data in this in this particular instance late at night the banks were sending us their information and we printed off checks and uh, we we uh, save their their bank information for storage. And so a data center doesn't have any windows. It's secure because, you know, it has to be. It's just a brick building. You know, it's plain. And so you got this code and you go through the door and you're there. I, you know, whatever, third shift. I forgot what I was working. 5 p.m. till, I don't know, I got out of there 3 a.m., 4 a.m., in the morning and throughout the night you know I'm processing this data printing off the checks for the banks and I was there alone most of the time and then uh, a couple of people would come in I don't know midnight something like that but you know it was pretty quiet and the printers made a lot of noise and you know I wasn't nothing uh, haunted there but yeah this old house 150 bucks a month and this it was decrepit but it's affordable for me at the time <laughs> Way out there in the middle of nowhere and the whole place creaked, the windows rattled and the old farmer, he had dementia and but he was rich and he, he had all this farmland. It, it was like a little oasis. Uh, the house was surrounded by corn and you went down this dirt driveway and then it just opened up into this patch of nice lawn grass and there was this farmhouse. The paint was chipping, you know, exactly what you think a haunted house would look like. But, the, you know, nothing happened there. I remember one time I got snowed in there for four days. That long driveway drifts were just sweeping over a snow, snowstorm in Iowa, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, li- I remember living in that house alone. And, you know, of course, back then I didn't think anything paranormal. But now if I lived there, I probably would probably, you know, keep my ears open and my eyes open peeled. But uh, it didn't bother me yeah that place was noisy but yeah no doors are slamming no kitchen cabinets were randomly open it's just the windows were right on creeks and you know the floor is creaked and all this and that but yeah i'm rambling on sorry but yeah reminiscing i know what the the first uh, places are like whatever you can't afford man (laughs) and that is it yeah that's that's it that's all i got guys and so, with that, as always, we are flattered that you come over to the network, and hopefully, you're finding a video or a indie film or a podcast, uh, a show that you just enjoy. If you like them all, if you hate them all, or except for one, whatever, we try to provide a menu uh, of you know something you might like. And as always, thank you very much to our premium members. Love you guys. And that keeps, uh, you know, that pays the bills. And if anyone out there wants to be a premium member, what you get is the past RPA Monday shows, the archives. And you get all the bonus episodes, the listener stories, the interviews, and also audiobooks of folklore from countries from around the world. And there's a little bit over 30 audiobooks of those stories. Hours upon hours upon hours of entertainment. $3.99 fairly priced you get a lot for your money and it helps us out not a donation you get something for your money and you can cancel anytime just go to real big old button there press it create your own account or if you have our free app we made it for you guys because we love you guys just do a search in your app store for real paranormal activity the podcast and you'll see our iconic aqua blue eye and download that for free you can log in through there for the premium membership or if you're not a member you can create your new account through there as well fully functional video capability and also i might as well mention we are on all the major platforms out there streaming audio platforms such as pandora iHeartRadio, spotify etc etc if you're at work listening to one of those platforms do a search for us real paranormal activity the podcast slash network And if you get tired of your music and you want to get your spook on, we're there. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britton, and is also made possible by LaFla's Corporation. And man, we love you. And as always, thank you and good night.